0: Blog Talk Radio. morning, sports fans, and welcome to another edition of Wide Man Can't Score, the greatest hockey podcast in the universe. It's episode nine, the Gordie Howe episode, where if you're not careful, you get a knuckle sandwich at the end of the show. It's bright and early here in the great white north, 8.30 in the morning, 10.30 on the east coast for you that are wondering. A little earlier this week, this, uh, things happening out here I know. In Canada, so things to do this afternoon, so we're coming early with the show. So when we left you last week, we had two uh, rounds of the NHL playoffs not quite settled. Of course, the uh, Boston Bruins uh, dumped out the Leafs in seven games, uh, as everyone expected. And the Washington Capitals survived, uh, beat the Preds in six, and uh, finally made it over the first round. Which uh, leads us to uh, round two, which is underway. Um, so far, three of the four series have been Buttes. Uh, the only one that hasn't been is uh, Boston-Tampa Bay, which we'll look at first. They only played one game, but uh, to clearly see Boston was on a high after beating Toronto, and Tampa was <clears throat> on another planet after 4 in the... Whatever uh, the hell they played in the first round, I can't even remember. But they were they, they were uh, very much not in the game. to could tell that they, they were... Uh, Shaking the rest off. Um, full credit to the Bruins, however, for the 6-2 win. Um, boring game, though, um, compared to the other ones. Uh, Tampa's going to have to uh, figure out how to stop uh, Boston's first line, and if they don't, they're going to get crushed. Uh, they needed some better goaltending. Like I said, game one was... Uh, I believe Vasilevsky led in uh, 5 of 23. That's not going to get it done in the playoffs. Uh, meanwhile, Tuka, I am in Rask, uh, 2 of 36 for a 944 save percentage. That's the number you want to see, even though the guy lost his mind when his uh, skate blade broke and he got scored on. He threw it at the ref. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm amazed that he escapes. Uh, any kind of punishment for some of this shit, that guy does, because he loses his mind on a regular basis, and yet seems to never... They just chalk it up to a insanity, and he continues on. Um, so, yeah, the Tampa Bay, uh, they play again tonight, I believe. We'll see if we don't get a uh, much different result tonight, than if, if if it's more of the same for Boston, Tampa Bay is in big trouble. Um... Moving on to uh where do we wanna go? Let's save that one. Let's move on to uh Vegas and uh San Jose. Uh game one. Vegas seven to nothing over San Jose. Was not even close. Um the Sharks could do nothing. To, uh, prevent Santa, uh, to prevent Vegas from going and doing whatever they wanted to do. Uh, Fleury was a rock yet again. I believe that was his third shutout of the playoffs. Um, it was an absolute lopsided, beat-down that you would expect to see in a regular season. Um... San they had to pull Martin Jones after giving up uh, five goals on thirteen shots. Uh, <laughs> that's that's just crazy. Um, this is like a regular season game. Uh, Fifteen power plays, which you don't normally see in the playoffs. It's quite a few. Um, what else happened? Evander Kane lost his mind and cross-checked. Uh, uh, San Jose, or San Jose, God, Lord, it's too early. Uh, Vegas guy in the face, he, he got a one-game suspension for his trouble. Um, so he missed game two. Uh, everything I said, everything about this game was lopsided. Um, takeaways, giveaways, face-offs, hits, penalty minutes, you name it. But this wasn't a category where Vegas was in the head. Um which leads to game two of this series and lo and behold if the San Jose Sharks do not discover uh, maybe not necessarily another gear but another method and even though again they were uh, they weren't outshot this time still out hit, still gave the puck away more but they played a much tighter game uh, defensively than game one, anyway. Uh, Mr. Jones was uh, better, but not great, but good enough. A uh, flurry against it on his head. Saw a barrage of shots. Um. For me, the difference in this game was uh, Vegas did not get 72. They The first game, they got 10 power plays. second game, they only got two and didn't score on any of them. Uh, San Jose converted two of their seven for two goals. And uh, this one went to double overtime before the Sharks. Logan Couture ended it. Um, crazily enough, bit of a complaint for me. Um, I like the outcome. I thought it was nice to see the Vegas finally lose a game. Uh, not because I hate them, but just because it's nice to see a little bit of evenness in the playoffs. Uh, but uh, when's the last time you heard of a double overtime game in the NHL playoffs and the winning goal was scored on the power play? Uh, and the call was hooking. Yeah, yeah. I can, I can hear the empty minds rattling searching for that gym no i don't I won't say it's never happened, but that's gotta be a rare occurrence um I hate when they let them beat the ever loving death out of one another and then suddenly, for whatever reason, a referee decides he's gotta make a call um, It did decide the game there was no two ways around it um in fact uh, san jose uh, San Jose Vegas got two penalties in the second overtime. (laughs) So, I don't know. Conspiracy theory, say what you want to say. Very odd, if nothing else. But, uh, San Jose got the win, and that series is tied at one, but it's, like I said, game one was a snore fest. Game two was a great game. Um, Hope to see more of the same from that series. Um. So let's zip over to Nashville, where the Predators and the Jets are. have played two games and are even up at 1-1. Uh, game one uh, was mostly all Predators, uh, and yet <laughs> they came up short. Um, Connor Hellebuck, 47 saves. Um, Winnipeg got the goals on the chances they did get. They scored. Um, they only had 19 shots on net um, to um, 48 for their Nashville. So that gives you some indication uh, of uh, the play. Uh, but when you're a good team, not unlike the Bruins' uh, game against Tampa Bay, uh, when a good team gets chances, they put them in a the net. And that's how they win on nights when they maybe weren't the best team. Um uh, was mm, less than normal um, got yanked after giving up three on uh, 16 shots uh, and that was the story of game one uh, full credit to Winnipeg for good goaltending and taking advantage of their chances uh, game two however Uh, A slightly different story. Um, An excellent hockey game from a fan perspective. Uh, A little bit of everything. Uh, Some hits. Not a ton of them, but some decent ones. Uh, Goals, great saves, you name it, we saw it. Um, Nashville came out flying 27 seconds into the game. It's one nothing for Preds, but the Jets showing that they're a good team. They uh, held down the fort, and uh, after the first period, it was actually 2-1 for Winnipeg. Uh, Going to the second, uh, once again the power play strikes for the Predators. They tie it up, and then they get a late one in the second period, a bit of a weak one. Uh, And it's 3-2 going into the third. Uh, Then we get one of the better periods of hockey and and an overtime that was awesome. Um, That looked like uh, Winnipeg tied it up at three. Thirty seconds later, Predators took the lead again. And with a minute five left, the uh, Jets scored to tie her up, sending it into overtime. We had an overtime period in, in Nashville with no penalties. And no goals in the first period. And in the second overtime, the Predators got it done. Uh, got the win on home ice uh, to tie up the series at one, which was a good thing for them because, as we all know, going down 2 nothing is uh, never good. Uh, usually a recipe for a disaster. Uh, uh, well, a hell of a game. hell of a series they got going there. Um, expect nothing but more. Uh, good n h l playoff hockey which leads me to the last series uh, pittsburgh and washington uh, washington with little nice uh game one washington takes a a lead and this is kind of the story of Washington. If you follow this thing, um, out shoot, out hit, out face off. Uh, the Penguins—they got a two nothing lead going into the third period. Everything looks wonderful. Suddenly, in the space of five minutes, it's three to two for Pittsburgh. And the game is over, and the Capitals find themselves down one nothing at home. And on top of it, that is uh, Pittsburgh without Malkin and Haglin, both injured. Um, I don't know what you can say. Matt Murray, thirty-two or thirty-four, on the save department. Uh, Holtby, twenty-two or twenty-five. Uh, not bad, but not great. Um, you just, you can't give up three goals like that in that span of time when you're up to nothing. That's just bad D. Um, so Washington loses Game 1. You fully expect they're you know, going to have a meltdown in Game 2, right? Now, Game 2, uh, the most controversial game so far of uh, the Second round of the playoffs, anyway. Um, it's a couple of reasons. Uh, it was, uh, I believe, uh, three to one. Well, let's, let's start at the beginning. Um, first period, all Washington, and they get a two nothing lead after the first period. Uh, second period, again, Washington comes out hard, scores early. It's three to nothing. Now I'm thinking to myself, well, okay, they finally maybe figured this thing out, turned a corner. Whatever it is, is clicked and smooth sailing from here on in. Uh, No sooner have I said that than uh, Chris Letang scores, and it's uh, three to one. Then we get the controversy begins. First off... And I I don't even remember what the order of this was, but it's regardless. Um, Penguins defenseman, uh, Brian Dumoulin, gets hit in the head by Tom Wilson. Now, picture this if you haven't seen it, and if you have, go along with me. You've got Dumoulin coming around the net with the puck. You have Ovechkin coming at him from the front and Tom Wilson um, coming at him from behind. Dumoulin turns his body a bit to avoid being absolutely steamrolled by Ovechkin. And uh, as he does this, Tom Wilson comes by him on an angle and clobbers him in the head with the forearm. Now, this is the same sort of play where I've heard nothing from the NHL, but, oh, player safety you can't have hits to the head. That's bad for the game. You know, blah, 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 blah. And yet he clearly, I don't care what you say, whether he meant to do it or not doesn't enter into it squat. He clearly moved his arm up and clearly hit him in the head. What more do you need? How is this not a penalty? How is this not a tour Three-game suspension baffles me. Somehow the NHL has managed, uh, after a quick search by moi this morning, they don't even mention it in the uh, game summary for the Pittsburgh game. It's not even there that it even happened. So I don't know if they're just going to pretend this one never occurred and everyone else will just forget in hockey land that it took place. Um but you have really gotta wonder about a league that allows this shit to happen. Now I don't you know, well Washington, Pittsburgh, whatever. Not really either of my I'm well, probably a bigger Pittsburgh fan than a Washington fan. But this should this should never happen. And if they want it to stop happening, they gotta punish guys when it takes place. Now, earlier in the first round Guys got one game for plays that made this, you know, we're no worse than this, certainly no better. Um, Dumoulin never came back. I'm going to assume he's got a concussion of some sort. And, yeah. So let's see. um, I haven't seen anything yet that is uh, any suggestion that Wilson is even going to get a hearing with the league for his shot. Um, I don't know they got to do something about it that's that's what I know before somebody really gets hurt um, I'm all for body checking I'm all for fighting I got no problem with either of those things taking place in the game but the hits to the head there's just no reason for them he could have just as easily skated by the guy um, hitting them served no purpose he didn't have the puck anymore so, you know, from a hockey standpoint it didn't it didn't improve their situation on the ice. So he and if anything it <clears throat> it took Wilson out of position to make the hit. So make of it what you will. Uh I was not impressed with that moment. Um, the second thing in the in that game <clears throat> it's three to one. The Penguins are coming. Hard, Washington is back on their heels. Uh, Sidney Crosby goes around the back of the net for a a wraparound Uh, doesn't quite make it but uh, Hornquist is there and smacks it in off of uh, Holtby's pad uh, 3-2 Pittsburgh but of course hold on wait a minute Um, as is every goal these days uh, either challenge for goalie interference or offside or some god forsaken thing Um, In this case, they decide that uh, even though they did not, in my opinion, although the referee later stated that he did, in fact, say there was no goal on the ice, but I I call bullshit on that. I saw the replays. Um, All he does is hold his hands up in in the air. He never says goal, but he never says no goal either. Um, They challenge uh, the play. Um, situation room. After I'm not sure how long. Quite a while, though, longer than it should take. Uh, decides that uh, that is uh, the, you cannot clearly. Uh, I can't remember their wording, but their wording is is ridiculous. Um, there's no clear evidence to suggest that the puck uh, went entirely over the line. Um, there are several replays. Uh, that in fact do show the puck over the line especially if you blow them up um, and they get, they've get they got much better equipment than I do here at home in the studio uh, there's no reason to get these wrong and the notion that somehow um, we can see the red line we can see the goalie's pad we can see white ice in between those two and we know that the puck is underneath the goalie's pad, and yet somehow this isn't a goal. Based on the wild science that, well, you can't assume that the puck is under his pad. Well, I'm not assuming it's there. It's there. Does it suddenly, when the puck is not in my eyesight, it suddenly no longer exists and uh, materializes in another a dimension, briefly, or I mean, what are we trying to say? Um, it's like the puck in the in the goalie's glove thing. Um, well, the goalie's you know he makes the save outside of the net, but it the shot carries his glove into the goal. That's clearly a goal, right? Well, but we can't see the puck, so we we have to infer that uh, because we can't actually see it there, we can't assume that it's there. Well, yes, we can. It's not an assumption. It's clearly there where. Where else did it go, uh, proved to me that it's somewhere else um, I don't know if the NHL needs goal line technology, I don't know if, um, there's got to be a, a way to make that easy to uh, discern whether it did or didn't uh, my point being, whether you think it was a goal or not is irrelevant um It breaks the momentum of the game uh, when they have to spend five minutes deciding whether something went in or didn't go in. Now, of course, the argument of, well, we want to get it right. Um, Okay, I will agree with that if we get it right, Um, although I I don't think they do. They're not too bad on goals, Um, but goaltender interference, again, I've seen at least twice in the second round already where guys have barely brushed the goalie and they haven't counted, and I've seen the total opposite despite the fact that they're using, um, supposedly anyway, the same guy in the booth in Toronto, in the the war room, as they call it. I still don't know what goalie interference is. Uh, just because your stick touches the goalie, in my mind, does not that's not interference necessarily. Um, just because you're, you skate by him and your elbow touches his elbow and he can't make a, a save a half a second later on a shot on the other side of the net, Does not constitute um, goalie interference in my mind. Um, There again, um, of course, that's all a matter of opinion and is subjective. And that's the problem with the rule. Um, And it doesn't really matter what they do. They opened up a can of worms by starting to look at it closer, they should have just left it alone. Now, how did they put it, instead of seeing the fouls, they're looking for them. And if you look hard enough, long enough, you probably see something. And it might be minuscule, but it becomes, well, by the letter of the rule, that's the call. Uh, Just like when they had uh, a few years back uh, when you couldn't score if your skates were in the crease. And then it became, well, You know, is there a time period for how long they can be there? Uh, Were they actually in the crease? we got to have a 72-zoom shot of the crease to see if this guy was actually there. Uh, Is it okay if he's there, but his stick isn't? You know, and they they started to just, you know, there was no end to the, uh, you know, there was no concrete definition of what that was, and even when they sort of came up with one of those, then they started to fudge with it. Well, you know, who's got control? You know, if you've got control in the crease, then you can finish the play and all this nonsense. And, you know, then that then they just threw that rule away and you don't hear anything about it anymore. And that's probably what they should do with goalie interference. Even though a team may get screwed occasionally, that is part of sports. they get got two referees out there who they pay good money to, Um, if they don't think on the ice there was any interference, then there wasn't any. And if you got ripped off or if you think in your own mind that uh, there should have been a call, well, that's the way it goes. Which leads me to another thought about goalie interference, and I don't know if anybody can answer this. I have been unable to get an answer from anyone. Uh, When they review a goal, and the goal is deemed not to count because the goalie was interfered with. why is there no penalty issued? If an infraction didn't in play in fact take place on the ice uh why no penalty? You can interfere with a goalie, but that's a, not a that's only like a result in a stoppage of play but not in a in a two minute infraction. I don't know what the uh, logic is in that one. Uh, like I said, no one's ever uh, anybody I've asked so far has shrugged their shoulders and had no answer. Um, so maybe if somebody has has one, that that would be interesting. I'd like to hear somebody else's take on that one. Uh, but back to the game, the Capitals, the uh, you know, Pittsburgh's momentum is crushed on that call or the two calls. Uh, The Capitals go on to win at 4-1, and even the series at 1. Now, make of all those calls what you will, whether you're going to throw a conspiracy theory around and all the shit guys throw around. Um, At the end of the day, the calls were what they were. Uh, There's nothing you can do to change them. Uh, Series tied at 1. Excellent hockey games again. Uh, Look forward to Game 3 in that that series. So... um, where we stand right now, uh, we've got Boston ahead of Tampa Bay, one game to nothing. They play tonight in game two. Uh, Capitals and Penguins tied up at one. They play Tuesday night in game three. Uh, Predators and the Jets tied at one. They play Tuesday night in game three. And the Knights and the Sharks also tied at one. And they play tonight. You could not ask for better so far. Like I said, except for the first game in Baja in Tampa Bay it was a little weak. Uh, but even the seven nothing smash around of the Sharks was pretty cool because it was Vegas doing the smashing, and that's Cinderella story thing and all that. It's pretty neat. Um, but now shit's really going to get serious. Uh, we've had a couple of double overtimes. Um, the games are starting to tighten up even more. And you know the tiny little things are are resulting in victories or losses, and that's why hockey's the greatest sport on earth. Uh, let's move on to a few things uh, that happened in the hockey world that uh, did not involve the playoffs, or at least directly. Uh, the draft lottery was uh, Saturday or Sunday, Saturday. Um, no real surprises. Uh, except for Carolina moved up from 11 to number 2 um, it was almost there uh, they they dodged a conspiracy theory there if Carolina would have got the first pick after acquire a new owner and all the crap that went on there uh, but regardless uh, Buffalo gets the first pick Um You may feel about that how you will, as they don't seem to be able to do anything in that town. But uh, if they have a brain, they will take Mr. Dallin. There's just no way that can't not make their team better. Um, Whether it makes them playoff better or not is another question, but first pick, Buffalo. Uh, Carolina gets the two. Uh, Montreal moved up one spot to pull off uh, number three. And if they have a bright in their heads, they'll take Brady Kachuk if he's still available. If he isn't taken by uh, Carolina, uh, exactly the kind of player they need. But, of course, this is Montreal, and he's not French. So, uh, yeah, who, who knows? Um, Ottawa uh, gets the fourth pick. Uh, anything they pick will be helpful. They don't have much, especially if they're looking at uh, Carlson getting traded or that being his last year. Uh, Arizona got five. Detroit, six. Uh, the Canucks, I think they dropped a the spot to seven, but not bad. Top ten pick, can't complain. Uh, Chicago gets the eighth pick. Uh, New York Rangers at nine. The Edmonton Oilers at ten. They should get like a t- no pick for wasting all the picks they've had previously. Uh, the Islanders at 11 and 12. that was Calgary's pick Uh, in the Travis Hammond trade Um, Dallas at 13 the Flyers at 14 from St. Louis uh, and the Panthers at 15 Uh, the last uh, spots of course are determined by uh, uh, finish in the playoffs Uh, cup winner of course getting last pick Um, a little bit of other news uh, I don't know what anyone makes of this if you're not a Canadian uh, Connor McDavid named captain of Team Canada for the World Hockey Championships um, I don't know if this is just a microcosm of how people look at things that somehow the guy with the points must be the best player and therefore he must be the captain um, I don't know. I mean, nothing against Connor. Most of Connor's bad press is not Connor, as I've mentioned before. I think he just pretty much minds his own business. But uh, why in the fuck would you name a guy captain uh, when he's clearly not a captain? Uh, his play on his own team proves that time and time again good player great player captain i don't think so um he's not a leader yet he hasn't learned how to do those things yet now maybe that is part of the idea there but i mean i don't know the national uh, the national team should have no mandate uh in regards to the nhl uh seems strange to me that, uh, that they do that. I mean, usually the captaincy is, or more to me, should be for the veteran player that uh, the team respects and is willing to listen to. And I would say in Edmonton's lackluster season, that cannot be true of, of Conor McDavid's. Man. That is no knock on Conor McDavid. He's only played three years in the league. Still green. Yeah, still got shit to learn even as good as he is. Um, So, I don't know. That seems like a bit of a goof uh, from my perspective. Uh, What else we got that wasn't related to the playoffs? Um, Great Britain qualifies for the the World Hockey Championships. That's pretty crazy. I didn't even know uh, Great Britain had a national hockey team. Um, So that was an interesting story Pretty cool Uh, Okay, on on the make me want to puke moment (sighs) Game 2 of the Nashville series uh, Country star Carrie Underwood comes out and sings the anthem And they make the point of trying to say She's the number one Predator fan of all time Okay, yeah, she's married to one of the players We get it but I can guarantee you that if Mike Fisher played for a different team, she would be the number one fan of whatever team that was. <laughs> it's just I don't, Hollywood and sports. Uh, keep them out. I don't want it there. No. Yeah, she sang the shit out of that anthem. I'll give her that. But I don't care about her being the number one fan of the Predators and blah, blah, blah. I'm thinking, too, now, what are they going to do? Are they going to bring her back for every game? They, because they won when she sang, a la Kate Smith. Well, no offense to Carrie Underwood, but you aren't no Kate Smith. Uh, to me, the whole point of the of the anthem singers is to uh, build a, a, a... What's the word I'm looking for? A tradition. Uh, you know, Randy Rancour in uh, Boston... Um, they used to have uh, uh, Renee Set sang in uh, Montreal. Um, Vancouver had I can't remember his name, but he I think he still does it. Uh, and when he you know, when they brought them in to sing, it was a moment, and it was uh, became part of the experience. Um, they don't seem to want to do that in uh, especially in America, where they go right to celebrity instead of making their own semi celebrity. Just a thing that I that I see. Um other than that, I think that pretty much uh, brings us up to date on the uh going's on in the NHL. Still got a little bit of time left, so I'm not sure if there's uh much else we could beat around the bush. They said the draft lottery was semi interesting, but no uh Nothing happened there. There was no oh my god moments like Edmonton pulling off a, <laughs> a first place. That would have been something. Um, I'm sure there would have been an immediate uproar from everyone. and They would have had to have made a change in the uh, draft rules because uh, that would not have went over well. Uh, okay, uh, the, the finalists for the Hart Trophy were mentioned. Are uh, brought out um, somewhat interested uh, Mr. McDavid not on the list uh, and yet the, uh, and the argument for him being there is that he won the scoring race uh, but his team never made the playoffs so yeah, there's an argument for him not being there uh, and yet uh, Mr. Claude Giroux, who was second in the league in scoring and whose team did make the playoffs is also not on the list um I don't know why Claude Giroux doesn't get any love from the NHL, but he doesn't, and uh, he's always been an underrated player in Philadelphia and around the league because he deserved he should have been there. Um, I got no problem with the three guys that are there, although uh, I've got to be honest, uh, um, when I think of uh, most valuable players, uh I don't really think of Anze Kopitar. Uh, no offense to him, great, great player, but um, you know Tanner Hall, Kopitar, and Nathan McKinnon, um, I'm going to guess that that's a, that should be a slam dunk for Nathan McKinnon, uh, who, who single-handedly drug his team into the playoffs and damn near uh, got by uh, Nashville. Um glad to see it maybe eh, like all things when it goes to somebody different Um, the awards really lose their oomph When it you know it's like going to the Academy Awards and and you see on the list and you know okay well it ain't gonna be of those four people it ain't gonna be these three so we know this guy's gonna win and and, uh, because it's a name or uh, it's Meryl Streep so we know it doesn't matter what movie she was in she's gonna win Kind of boring Um, Yeah So uh, things to look forward to this week I said another week of awesome NHL playoff hockey Uh, On the Wide Men Network Of course we've got uh, Wednesday Wide Men Can't Jump Uh, Mr. Nate Bush and Mr. Tom Robinson uh, Two of the greatest Basketball analysts Who ever walked the face of the earth and that's not just me saying it. Um, they've had some ridiculously awesome uh, guests on their show who are right there with them. So you can't argue with the pros about who's good and who's not. Uh, Friday we've got the uh, Tim and Tom After Dark, where last week things got a little not heated, but uh, things got a little took a serious turn. I guess you could say. Um, but still interesting, uh, good listening for those who uh, have opinions on things and uh, aren't uh, driven off by the occasional word that is uh, considered uh, uh, not PC or uh, those people who are able to think uh, without somebody telling them how to think Um, and of course uh, Sunday we have the infamous Sunday night roundtable where God only knows what might happen or what might be said, um, but still, break for some damn interesting listening for those of you who, uh, you know, you need to, uh, got to kill an hour or two during the day or you got the chores or the you're traveling and you need something to break the monotony, we're here for you, um, In fact, we're so here for you that uh, if you phone or uh, drop us a message on Facebook or on Twitter and uh, tell us what you want to maybe have us talk about, we'll even do that. Um, Because, again, uh, without listeners, the podcast is nothing. Um, I'd also like to uh, say thanks to everybody who is listening. Uh, We had a record month this month in uh, so I guess we have one more day so we'll add a little bit more to that total but uh, we had a record month this month for listens and downloads so that was pretty cool um, of course uh, I'd like to also thank the our great sponsors uh, Well, I guess it's wow, wowcams.com I believe is the right uh, name and uh, Mr. Stephen P. News Law Offices and uh, Kennedy's Makeup which is pretty awesome i got to admit uh, we're going to give her a little plug here at the end uh, of the show. Um, so uh, keep listening, keep learning. Um, it's been a lot of fun for us uh, on the network to uh, do these podcasts for you. and uh, We hope that uh, everybody's enjoying them. So uh, let's have this last commercial, and then we'll wrap her up. Hello, my name is Kennedy Miller, and I'm a beauty guide for Limelight by Alcon. We are a professional makeup company now being offered to the public after over 60 plus years in the industry. My website is limelightbyalcon.com backslash makeupkennedy. I can also be found on Facebook as Makeup Kennedy. To contact me about products or joining my team, you can email me at makeupkennedy at yahoo.com. I'll be waiting to hear from you. Makeup from Kennedy You've got to love it Because the Lord knows Here at the Wide Mid Network There's no saving us from the neck down But thankfully we get Kennedy To make us look good from the neck up And nobody can not benefit From a little bit of touch ups So that's it That's another edition of Wide Mid Can't Score Coming to you next week From the Great White North Episode 10 Uh, Hopefully with some more Great stories about the playoffs And uh, Lord only knows what else might be going on in the hockey world as we get closer to the end of the season and the draft. That stuff will all heat up and uh, continue to try to give you the coverage that you deserve. So that's it. Uh, Everybody have a good day. Um, We'll see you later. The Great White North uh, thanks you much, Lee. Good day.